Life is full of what ifs. Some awesome, like what if AI could fold your laundry? And some, well, less awesome, like what if you have unexpected medical costs? United Healthcare can help get you covered with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. They supplement your primary plan to help you manage out of pocket costs. No deductibles, no enrollment periods, and especially no more what ifs. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. Plush Care accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Do you like my sweatshirt? Yeah. It's, it, I was going to say it's really pretty on you, but I, I wouldn't have thought that that color would look good. Oh, thanks. <laughs> thanks. Feels, feels like... If hearing that come out of my mouth, I'm realizing that it is extremely our family to not be able to get through a compliment fully without having there just be a tiny little insult in it, too. You know what I think that is, though? I think it's akin to not being able to take a compliment, too. It's like uh-huh. you feel stupid just saying something gracious and leaving it out there because yeah, I don't know it seems why. so confirmational. I don't know why. Yeah. I know, but it's it funny because it's Yeah. Because it's like saying, oh, my God, I love your hair. It looks so much better. But it's also like if somebody says that they love my hair, they go, oh, I love your haircut, which they wouldn't say to me right now. I say, I love your hair. Did you shake your head to agree? (laughs) And and I, I feel like if somebody says like, oh, my gosh, you look so pretty. And you say, thank you. If I were to overhear that conversation, I'd be like, what the fuck is that girl's problem? Yeah, why is she, she agreeing? She thinks she's so pretty. Like, yeah. and, it's, <laughs> and it's, I mean, that's, that's, we're wrong. That's, that's like, that's terrible. No, you and I would be like, oh, thanks. Well, I've actually got this terrible zit. And yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God, I feel like. Boy, I'm- did I have diarrhea this morning. <laughs> can I tell you? Exactly. There's there's this Amy Schumer bit on her show that inside Amy Schumer. It was from years ago, but it was like it was it was filmed like right outside of Central Park, like right by the plaza. And she and then it's like these girls all running into each other, these women all running into each other, and then they're all complimenting. She's like, "Oh my god, I love your coat." And she's like, "Oh my god, I basically got it for free." Um, but I love your hair. And she's like, "Oh my god, I can't get it to let." You think this looks good? I mean, it took me three hours to get here, <laughs> and then they're all saying something, and then. They get to Amy and then they're like, you know, like, oh, my gosh, your shoes are so cute. Or you're like, oh, my God, you look so thin. And she's just like, thank you. And then they all just stare at her and wait <laughs> and wait for the self-deprecation. Oh, yeah, that feels very, very familiar. Yeah. I mean, it's 
probably like society and systemic like sexism and blah blah blah. But I don't know. Anyway, I love this sweatshirt. It's really, really, <laughs> really soft. And I was gonna send you a link, but because it's from Amazon, I thought, oh, she's just gonna turn her nose up at that. I am not the snob you think I am. What are you wearing? Lululemon. <laughs> I see. I didn't even know. <laughs> I have plenty of stuff from Amazon. I'm not elitist. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. I just, you know, why I don't no, buy. You get, your, you get your like your ant poison from Amazon. <laughs> and you don't even get your hand soap from there. You get your ASAP hand soap okay. from a little private distillery <laughs> around the corner from you in a little charming LA corner. <laughs> well, I okay. never mention the Bath and Body Works sales to you anymore. Look, it's not it's not it's not it's, no, not. it's not. No, it's not. <laughs> the reason isn't. I don't buy stuff from Amazon clothes-wise, the reason I don't buy clothes from Amazon anymore is because I am tired of having clothes that fall apart and I'm trying to go for quality items that will last more often. And I'm doing mm-hmm. a lot of research to make sure I'm not just getting something overpriced. Mm-hmm. I'm just sounding worse and worse. Mm-hmm. Should we do a theme song? Mm-hmm. Ah, bonjour. Je suis Paige. Je suis Beth. And welcome to Nameless Best Friends. Today we're doing, that's because that's all I know how to say in French. Oui. Oui. Um, uh, today we're doing Traders episode six, right? Mm-hmm. Is it six? Yeah. It is. On Peacock. I don't know. It's the, the one that I scrambled to watch last night because the second that I remember it's Traders Day, I just can't, I can't get to the TV fast enough, so. <sighs> And you reminded me, and I was so delighted. I was like, it's Thursday. What am I supposed to be watching? Because I <laughs> Southern Charm ended. And then I actually looked at my DVR schedule, mm-hmm. which is where I saw that Farmer Takes a Wife or something like that was on there. Which oh, my God. Something Adam and I tried as an experiment a couple of years ago. But apparently that started as an Australian show. Because it was on oh. when, when Richie lived when Richie lived in Australia, it was on then like ten years ago. Probably and, infinitely more appropriate oh. and interesting. Yeah, because farmer needs a wife is more like racist needs a wife these days here. <laughs> here it is. Yeah, or like or like influencer who used to live in L.A. who's now a like farmer, and it's really just that she lives in in, in the countryside. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Well, but, anyway, I was I was able to remove that. Thank God. But <laughs> but then you reminded me and I was so happy and I just did my you know, my whole routine and got into bed with the dogs and put it on and I was not disappointed. Yeah, it was a good episode. Oh. What a roller coaster. What really, a roller coaster. It was really a roller I have a lot to say about this episode. Oh, it was so hard not to text you the whole time. <clears throat> I know. Oh, my God. So immediately, as soon as it started, I was like, oh, my God, I forgot that we were leaving with Dan making this crazy fucking choice to get rid of Bergie, who has a shield, which was the dumbest thing ever. And he said it would make or break his game. And again, I'm assuming anybody who's listening to this has watched the episode. So I'm just going to spoiler alert and say, fucking this is the episode where Dan goes home, which informs how the rest of the episode goes. Yeah. 
So I'm just going to say it now, but it's like, yeah, honestly, he deserved it. I love him so he much, did. but he did not play this well. No, Richie- I, I was the only person in the world, maybe, who wasn't impressed by his funeral either. So I didn't. I know you have always loved him. I did not think he was all that great to begin with, but I wanted him to be. And I mm-hmm. thought he had glimmers of, of possibility here. So I, I'm, I am disappointed he was gone. I had thought that there was a chance that maybe he was thinking through to like four steps ahead to try and get to the point where, okay, so is it like a triple bluff? Is mm-hmm. it like, mm-hmm. okay, we get out somebody who has a shield mm-hmm. so that then the next day I can say, I think that they're just going to get somebody out who, who, you know, who, who voted, who said they were voting for me because mm-hmm. it looks makes it look really obvious that it's me, which he did say. Mm-hmm. And then when they try to have a conversation with him later about it, try to defend that by saying like, okay, so in by your logic, mm-hmm. I'm a traitor who was dumb enough to vote somebody out bec- after they explicitly said in front of everybody that mm-hmm. I was, <laughs> that they wanted to get me out. Uh-huh. And then the next day you think that I would say, and I think that they're going to get somebody out who got, and then I'm right. Like, why would I do that? That makes no fucking sense. Mm-hmm. Like I shouldn't have said, I shouldn't have said it. anything this morning. Obviously, like because now it makes me look guilty. But I would never have thought that I was fucking even right. So, I don't know. There's a way to. I thought maybe he was thinking all the way through it to that, yeah. but he wasn't. He just Parvati is playing this brilliantly. I didn't. If the alternative was her going, I did not want that. At first, I thought that I'm okay with uh, Phaedra going, but mm, she she stepped up too. So she's crushing it. She's crushing it. That one um, episode, she lost me, and then she got me back the next episode, and I'm yeah, back to Phaedra. Yeah, you said that. You said yeah. that, and I I agree. I mean, I always like her. Mm-hmm. No, I, I, you know, she's, I think she's doing great, and I, I know uh, – I, I keep feeling like I make this disclaimer that editing – I realize there's editing. I – even I'm starting to see, you know – some really painful editing, like on Real Housewives of mm-hmm. Beverly Hills this week. I noticed things that were clearly not reaction shots that are just stuck in trying to make it look like they were. Yeah, so, I mean, this is this is what happens when I date an editor and we think about editing all the time. <laughs> yeah, well, I mean, because the crazy thing is, I can make you so- say anything when I edit uh, the podcast. I can make you sound like like you're the sexist pig i can make you sound like such a dick because i can crop together anything there Mm -hmm. was one frankenstein edit of something that i did once to clarify something jack was saying Uh not because i'm a micromanager but because it got confusing and Mm -hmm. i spliced together this from here cut out two minutes of him talking to the end of that sentence and took a took a syllable from something earlier and i only did that to cut down on time because that episode was running we I, I have to make it under 80 minutes to use this mastering program i use that's it right. <laughs> and yeah. I just like and it was just for clarity because i was like two minutes short so mm-hmm. it's mm-hmm. it's it's crazy what you can do with editing i mean like richie mm-hmm. is like a god when it comes to mm-hmm. like him taking a movie and then like he works on some of the biggest stuff and then like you know he makes a trailer out of it i don't know it's just it's so crazy what you can do so th- with this you know it's like reality we've all known it but it's 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 sometimes it's gotten painfully obvious where yeah you see somebody like seem like they're being super super rude back to somebody and in, in like beverly hills or something and it's like they're not that would be that would be crazy they're not they're not doing that or they make a silence seem like it goes on for like 10 full seconds yeah, yeah, yeah. And we got some insight from a, a real housewife we knew, too, mm-hmm. about that, them showing the same reaction over and over again and making it look like she was going on and on and on about it. Yes, exactly. Oh, my God, yeah. But um, 
so with all of that said, I do believe I'm correct in saying that Dan is a terrible actor. I think so too. His reactions were just terrible. His react I mean, like when Bergie walked what? in. <laughs> <laughs> Oh well, my God. So if you if you if you accidentally give it up and have a shocked face, say go go out, be ready with something like, wait, so this means they didn't murder anyone? You yeah, know what yeah. I mean? Not just like what the the <laughs> one person that the, they were baiting me with. I don't know. The, it, I he just, was very very obvious. It, it was, and I, as soon as this happened. I was like, God, you know who's going to be fucking insufferable now is fucking Pilot. He's going to be over here thinking that Pilot Beat is going to be thinking he pulled off the fucking like trick of the century. He didn't. It's just it's a coincidence. It doesn't mean anything. It's not it's like a confirmation bias, but in reverse. Like it's like they whoever they were, whether he said directly, I have a shield. If he'd said I have a shield, Mm -hmm. it, it wouldn't have dictated anything. If He says this person has a shield. It doesn't mean anything. It didn't have an impact on who he voted because, uh-uh. <laughs> because, and that it it is if he Pilot Pete was acting like the only options to vote anyone out were Pilot Pete and Janelle or Trishel and Bergie, and mm-hmm. that's just not true. Mm-hmm. If that had been the case, if it was like you're only allowed to vote for these four people, mm-hmm. and you said I have the sh- Janelle and I have the shield, don't tell anybody, and then they voted for the other people, then it would be, but there were, there were 10 other people they could have voted for. It was just mm-hmm. bad fucking judgment. It was just bad judgment lining up with somebody doing a pretend scheme. Yeah. It's infuriating. Yeah, it was badly, it was really badly done. And and Parvati knew it right up front. Oh, so he's, you know, so he's lying. They should have played it safe. That that was too big of a risk because that was the that was where Janelle, it was Janelle who led the the hunt on that. Janelle took a big swing by saying, we're not going to tell anybody who got the shield. And then Pilot P got this fucking idea in his head. Mm-hmm. So if they're out there scheming, just play it safe mm-hmm. because otherwise you're going to call attention to yourself. That's all you have to do. Mm-hmm. And Parvati's immediate reaction was, so he's lying. Like she just mm-hmm. knew it instantly. And yeah, it's just, it's infuriating. And then you got Pilot Pete at breakfast hugging everybody and going, checkmate. Like, shut up. Ugh. I know. I know. It, it really is. He's insufferable. It, it, he's... Although he's right, he's, I mean, the guy is a working pilot. Somebody recently posted he was their pilot on a commercial flight. So I'm glad he's not, I'm glad he's not a complete moron. But um, because he does, he is correct that about CT not being it and poverty and Dan being traitors. So he did, I mean, he did read, he read them pretty well, but this cockiness is not going well for him as far as I'm concerned. But maybe yeah. some people find him attractive and then if he does well in this show, we're going to start he's going to be on everything. Well, the thing is is that if he was if he if this had been a plan that he had really actually gotten Dan and Parvati into a corner, mm-hmm. then I would have I would have found this to be a moment to be like, "Oh, he's pretty cool. He actually figured that shit out." Like yeah. he did that was a good he laid a trap. Right. But the fact is, is that he left, uh, he like he opened, he and he also did tell like eight people, which I really wanted to come out, mm-hmm. but he didn't, he didn't, it didn't, but everybody wants it, the spotlight off them. So the yep. fact that he told like the other eight people, the people who were outside were not just faithfuls by design, that was by coincidence too. Mm-hmm. So much had to go right for him to get this. It doesn't make any sense. And then everybody's just sitting there like not telling out loud that he told them because whatever because they probably because they are faithfuls the one thing that i will give him credit for is what you just said which is like 
if I and I wish he had phrased the the plan that way too. I wish that he had phrased it as like I'm going to I'm going to tell these people and then best case scenario they vote out Bergie, which he said later, but he didn't say it when he was laying out the plan. He's like, Let, best case scenario, they try to vote out one of the people who has the shield. Mm-hmm. And then how they act the next day, I think, will determine whether or not that was, whether or not my plan worked. It's not by virtue of the voting itself. Right. So, because he was right. He was, I mean, as Richie pointed out, like, well, <laughs> yeah, the only people who came to talk to him were Dan and Barbity. CT mm-hmm. was just like, what the hell, man? And then just like wandered around drinking beer the rest of the day. Like he uh-huh. didn't give a shit because he's not guilty. Mm-hmm. And like the others were like, do you want to go chat? And it's like, mm-hmm. don't steal him for a sec. Just let yeah. it fly. <laughs> yeah. Yep. I, yeah. I think that they're all confused about their shows versus this show. And I understand why. Yeah, I guess. But it's- I mean, Parvati, it, what, jo- what uh, Janelle said about Dan was that he plays possum and then he comes you know, plays hard, which mm-hmm. I do feel like is very cool and really works. But the problem is, I don't know, with this show, like Richie and I were talking about it too. It's that like in the beginning with, because we watched the Australian, the UK and the American version of season one because we were hooked. Oh, you did? I was just about to start Australia. Is it's it good? good? Yeah. Okay. And then, uh, <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> it's good we're not making funeral plans. See, that's what happened. <laughs> Paige just, her hand was situated in such a way that her camera read it as a thumbs up and started spitting thumbs up emojis all over the Little screen. Little speech bubbles filled with thumbs ups. It's like the balloons. Yeah. I hear you. I, I hear he- you. I, I honor your trauma. Yeah. Let's have a party. <laughs> there are only two things I want you to remember about losing your father. Number one. <laughs> blah, 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 balloon, balloon, balloon. <laughs> That would have been. That's it exactly though. I could have been like, "There's two things." Is yeah. it happening now? I don't know what the. Yeah, yeah there, there they are. go. <laughs> Our condolences. They're condolence balloons. Or if you're arguing with somebody and you're counting off the things that you hate about them on your fingers, and then, then yeah. the balloons show up. Here, here, I'm going to screenshot it. So, so put your fingers up, and I'll let's see if we can get it to do it at the same time. <laughs> Got it. Um. Anyway, so we'll now you'll see that. what we're so talking about. So now people about. can see what we're talking about. <laughs> so anyway, yes. Of course, we were being more obvious. I just want to make the point that if you do give a shit about yeah, this, if you just then have if you your go hand look, out. it is. It doesn't require you being like Nixon with the peace sign. And you no, know. <laughs> no. I just when it just happened to me, it's just because it could see my thumb and I had my palm open and I was like gesticulating. Yeah. Ugh. But anyway, so gotta be a way to turn that off. There it has to be. <laughs> but um, so, yeah, I, I don't know. It's like, it, I don't know. Well, so let's just keep keep going through. It's that like Parvati looked genuinely elated when Bergie came in. She's like, oh, my God. Yeah. And that that was good acting. She's mm-hmm. a good actress. Yeah. And as far as like and as far as them like mixing it up with their shows, honestly, it's serving Phaedra because instead of being like because she's just like d- she's down to go toe to toe with somebody, which is a strength from Housewives. You know, and then literally Parvati is used to surviving and having everybody be looking at you and ready to write your name down and trying to slip out of the knot. Like that's that's her strength, too. Well, I think that Phaedra had a really successful law career, if I'm not mistaken. Somebody might know better, but I, I um, so it's not just housewives. Right. Although I would dare say there was far more 
arguing on housewives than in any courtroom. (laughs) Just from what I know about every housewives franchise I've ever watched. Yeah. And I did start with um, Atlanta. And then, and then, yeah. So, and then, but but I feel like the thing about Big Brother is that, like, that's kind of all about, like, eating chips, doing laundry, and trying not to get voted out. And then, like, just it's just about forming alliances really it's all about just like forming alliances and knowing when the tide is shifting towards you mm-hmm. and in this show you can't are the although they are you can't form alliances that mean anything and again pete is just fucking quit i don't believe it's his amazing detective skills that has it has him with five people who are genuinely faithfuls Mm-hmm. But his ego is going to be insufferable after this, which reminds me of the fact that Tom Sandoval has a new girlfriend. Mm-hmm. I only know because somebody reposted it because, again, Tom Sandoval has blocked me. <laughs> but he has a new girlfriend. You know, I'm surprised every time you say that. I'm surprised and delighted every time you say that. Oh, yeah, definitely. And she used to date Leonardo DiCaprio. And uh-huh. as Not Skinny But Not Fat pointed out, now he's going to be, his ego is going to be beyond Mm -hmm. (laughs) because he's going to think that that means something about him. Mm. So anyway, I hate that. I hate these, like, I I just don't want a a man's ego to be incorrectly inflated Mm -hmm. anybody's ego, but you know, particularly. Yeah. So there's a certain kind of man. Yeah. And, and, you know, doing the mic drop for yourself is always a bit. Mm, Yeah. uh, When you do that. Yeah. That gesture. I mean, I remember a funny, a funny thing where, Prince Harry did it when mm. Queen oh. Elizabeth had said something. Oh, that's and he cracks up and does the mic drop, and I was like, "That's how you use it. That's how you do it." Yes, that's so funny. Yes, you have to do it in appreciation of somebody else. Yes, you do a mic drop of yourself. I mean, I don't know everything we've said in this show. It's like we clearly, really, really value humility, like mm-hmm. strength, mm-hmm. talent, effectiveness combined with humility. Like mm-hmm. I, you know, Parvati is like and i also think that there's a way to like to have um a bravado and like kind of a an arrogance but it's like all in good fun and parvati mm-hmm. feels like when she's being arrogant it's all in good fun mm-hmm. and some people just don't pull like she's like i'm a character on a show you know mm-hmm. like and that's what it feels like she's just like i'm just a flirt who wins stuff you know and like mm-hmm. i'm like go go you mm-hmm. but yeah it's not working with with pete for me but um we need to meet parvati and may I know. And be, like best friends with them. Look, May almost moved into my house. There has to be something there. <laughs> not, yeah, not they were with lucky me. they didn't in a way. Yeah. <laughs> and, and not with Richie. Not with Richie. <laughs> no, they looked at the house before I did. But so there's a part of me every once in a while that walks around here and thinks, May would have been here doing this instead of me. Oh, my God. <laughs> I'm thinking Brett Goldstein probably would have slept in my room. <laughs> Yeah. It's like I think of it as so, May's house. So losers. <laughs> I do. We're such losers. It's just like I just oh, love them so desperate much. Desperate losers. Yeah. Ugh. I would love to see May on this show. They are way too cool. I know. Except that. Oh, except poverty's there. Yeah. Literally, their partner. <laughs> yeah, but poverty is sort of. That's that's yeah. interesting. It's an interesting proposition because I think the thing is that. Parvati, eh, we we've gotten to know her in this context, and she has negotiated, you know, a lot of of um, you know, sort of lower rent co stars, if you will. Whereas May, you know, is is 
May is just the coolest person on earth. <laughs> I, I mean, they're definitely um, humble mm-hmm. and self-effacing, but in just the coolest way. I swear, I think May Martin is the most attractive person on earth. I know. I feel like in it, every just, way they just bring everybody in towards them. Like I feel yeah. like that's the thing is that like I don't know. I feel like anybody would feel like at ease around them, but that's why I feel but like on, it would so be on Taskmaster, which is where I first got to know May at all, you know, mm-hmm. familiar with them. Um, that was, you know, a cast of, of five other, I think it's always six. I think it's four, five, five people total. Okay. With, of four other also really cool comedians and mm-hmm. really cool hosts and just really sort of brainy challenges. Yeah. So, which is, you know, a reminder, highly recommend Taskmaster, but we can never cover it because it's just too good. Yeah. There's just nothing to be said. But um, yeah, I mean, and I think that it's just fun sometimes to think about dream casting for this, not because it would ever happen, because I Uh also don't think that May would do it, although it would be great. And I would love to see like, you know, because this is just it's really reality stars and like, you know, yes. Mm -hmm. And comedy is such an art, honestly, like, I mean, I'm obviously James Acaster's number one fan, but like James Acaster, like they're like when you watch his show, it's like, you know, you watch lasagna, cold lasagna, hate myself, 1999. It's like it's brilliantly woven. It's like. It's it's just I don't know c- comedy is like stand up comedy is kind of fascinatingly complicated and complex yeah and so it's not that what Parvati's do- doing is is any less legit or any right. less intelligent or anything like that it or like what any of these people are doing because like this this also you have to be like on it's like I think it seems exhausting mm-hmm. but like I just feel like it's just a, a, in a different world but it's fun to think about who it would be fun to see on this show sometimes because. Mm-hmm. It's just like, it's just fun to think about, you know, watching other people that that you really like, who you would have a really hard time, like, uh, you would have a hard time believing that they might be lying or whatever. I don't know. It's just fun right. to, to think about dream casting. Well, if you were talking dream casting, yeah, like how would Meryl Streep do on this? Brilliant <laughs> oh actress God. though, right? You know what I mean though? Like, yeah. of course, it, it sounds like a joke and it is, but... Well, and yet, can you imagine how entertaining something like that would be? And just yeah. even if you had, you know, actually, it's kind of an interesting idea. What if there was a hybrid between Taskmaster and something like this, where yeah. you also got glimpses of really talented comedians just having conversation? Yeah. But not self-consciously like comedians in cars, you know, yeah, just yeah, yeah. more like the patter that you would catch if you're, you know. Watching twenty four seven of Big Brothers. For I was Latino. gonna say, I think it's kind of like UK Big Brother because they do Celebrity Big Brother there, and it probably feels a little bit like that. Mm, for interesting. Them. I, I've always had trouble finding that here, so I don't know. But um, yeah, I don't know. It's it, it is funny too because it's like with Meryl Streep, it's like everybody would just be like, "Well, listen, we're never gonna fucking believe a word she says because she's the best actress in the world." But I think that that's well, you'd what you'd say that with- up front, and then she'd have you convinced immediately that yeah. the sky was purple. Hmm. But then I think that that's also sometimes that's what happens with like happened with Boston Rob mm-hmm. on Survivor. It's like it's too meta at this point. Like he's people are too informed by him. It doesn't matter how well he plays the game because the better he plays the game, the more they want him out. Unless he wins every single challenge. Yep. It doesn't matter. And because you can't even form an alliance with him and be like, I want to go to the end with Boston Rob because I fucking love him. I'm a huge fan of his because mm-hmm. at the end, anybody would pick him over him because it's fucking Leonardo DiCaprio with the Oscar. It's just like, just let him fight a bear and let's give him the Oscar. It's right. like he deserves one for his career. So let's give him one. Right. It's that they would just do that. I don't know. Right. So this show doesn't have that. Um, and I think that's 
I, I think Survivor is always going to be my favorite because I do love the physical challenges. I do love the equality of the playing field every single time. But mm-hmm. well, you I, know, sometimes you could quibble about whether it's equal playing field. But, but they all signed up for it, so that's the thing: is that like they're on an equal playing field because whether they're out of shape or not, like they're they're knowing that that's what they're going to have to go through. Because well, a lot but of them also are so sometimes I wonder though, if, like, is this calibrated for? I think Survivor's pretty good about calibrating things for different heights and stuff. But I don't. Oh think yeah, they like always big, do that. Big Brother isn't so. Yeah. Whatever. Let's let's get back to the show we're talking about. <laughs> yeah, we could just talk about reality TV and particularly competition shows all day long. Uh-huh. Um, so Bergy walks in. It's a big shock because the traders thought they killed him. Parvati probably is not surprised because she was already onto the scheme yeah. and had to grudgingly go with Dan. And Dan kind of doubles down. Mm-hmm. And here's the problem with uh, – here's one of the problems with that <laughs> as well. Which is that the damage was already done. He couldn't get the toothpaste back in the tube at this point. Pete's already said it. Yeah. And it doesn't matter whether it's coincidence or not. It's true. Yeah. It's true. He got tricked. Yeah. And Phaedra was like, ooh, Parvati and Dan walked right into a trap. And Mm -hmm. she's just like, you know, and it's true. Mm -hmm. And the thing is, is that like, I don't know. I don't know. It's just, yeah, it's a coincidence, but it doesn't matter that it's a coincidence. And then what does really matter is Alan's Eve kind. What matters is Ian. Okay. What really matters is Alan's Eve Klein blue outfit. That blue was stunning. Easy for you to say. (laughs) Maybe I'll just leave in me trying to say it so hard. It was it was at that point when he came in in that outfit that I thought what I really need to make notes on is. What Alan wears. <laughs> and like the little tuft, the, the little like oh, Caillou I, I tuft. Kind of, I kind of hated the, hated the tuft, I think because of Caillou and how much <laughs> I hate Caillou. But, um, but the, I think it was the same outfit with the red plaid gloves. Oh my God. Oh my God. God. Yes. Yes. Holy cow. It's a good outfit. He's and I magnificent. love, and I love, he is magnificent. And I love that everybody on this show, I, I mean, I guess that they all have their own stylists because that's what, like, or they're assigned or whatever. Because um, one of the notes that Parvati gave, she said, I want to be Blair Waldorf, <laughs> which is like the headbands. It's very like sitting on the oh, Met step chic. I love it. And it's, it's also brilliant. I feel like Parvati just has good instincts too, just because like by wearing the, the, all those headbands and whatever, it's like, She's made her role here iconic because she's given it sort of just like there are little like uh, conversation points around her beyond just like that she's there. It's like, you know, yeah, you it, could do a cartoon of that headband and you know who it was. Yeah. Exactly. And now and in fact, I, I've been to TJ Maxx and Marshall's a few times because, you know, one has to go to therapy. <laughs> and <laughs> every time I see those headbands, I have a half a moment of thinking. I should get one of those. And then yeah. I think, well, no, I hate those on me. <laughs> they make me look like I have a, you know, extra large brain, which, you know, I probably do, but. <laughs> <laughs> extra large brain. Speaking of Caillou. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. 
Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Burroughs Furniture is built for the way you live. From ensuring easy assembly and disassembly to honoring highly requested new colors for their award-winning seating, they always have their customers in mind. Their modular seating is made out of durable materials to last and grow with you. And with Burrow, you always get fast, free shipping. Get up to 60% off during Burrow's Memorial Day sale at burrow.com slash ACAST. That's burrow.com slash ACAST. Burrow.com slash ACAST. <laughs> I, I can pull off a headband sometimes. I, I, a lot of stuff has to be working for me to pull off a headband. Yeah, it's... I have to be having a good face day, good hair day. Everything has to be really working together. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, so. so everything is always coming together for Alan's outfits. Yep. And uh, I think every I think everybody honestly looks great. I loved Phaedra's outfit in this. She looked like she oh, looked I liked like her eyeshadow. Oh yeah. I couldn't stop looking at it. Mm-hmm. But I loved mm-hmm. that big fur, like like smoking jacket style coat. I mean, mm-hmm. she was like she seemed like uh, a, a, a like a new modern take on Norma Desmond in the best mm. way. <laughs> like How fun, glamour, and just like oh my god, I loved her. Uh, how are you feeling about Kate during this? By the way, I'm not. I'm not loving her. I think her shtick isn't working for me. I I really enjoyed her on Below Deck the season or two that we watched. You and I watched mm-hmm. probably during the pandemic when we were Desperate. desperately watching. <laughs> drinking wine all day and watching episode after episode after episode of whatever. Yeah. Those were the days. <laughs> but good times. Yeah. So anyway, um so like uh, there was a an, a wonderful scene in Below Deck where she was mad at whoever the the client was on the boat and when she was doing the towel, you know, on his bed oh in the shape God. of like, you know, a swan or whatever. She did it in the shape of a penis, which was great. <laughs> And she's gotten a lot of mileage out of that with me, but I forgot that was her. Oh God! But but now I don't know. I think her shtick of just being too bored for all of this is. Uh, we'll see. I don't. I don't dislike her, but I just. I feel like she's. I didn't see her season on here, and I think that that's that's. Oh my kind god! Of interest. Well, I know, and I'm going to. I just haven't yet because I don't want to get confused. In yeah. Our reporting, yes. but um, <laughs> and but, you'll need something once this is over. Yes, so. for sure. But what I'm saying is that um, I, so uh, if she if she's uh, doing any sort of referring back, you know, you know, those are references I don't get, or it's a personality I haven't already grown to love. So yeah, it's not well, super working for me. I, I I think that the board to be here thing is really obnoxious. I don't like that in a person, so it's yeah. hard for me to like it in a reality star. I get it like. Like every once in a while, like some kind of joke, like, I don't know, it's funny. I don't know, but she's just not super killing it for me because this competition was about them going over a massive, massive span of property and collecting as a team different pieces of a catapult to go take them and ultimately build them at the end. And last season, there was something very similar, but it was not about, it was like the more, I think it was like they had to pick up sacks uh, and like as many, the more that they brought, like it was like it, it would be like one would be worth like five hundred dollars, one would be worth a thousand. And it's like the the more the more that they brought back, the more money was in the pot. 
Mm-hmm. And she was being such a bitch. She was throwing them because she didn't feel like holding them. And she was just throwing them away just to be obnoxious. And they referenced it and showed a little clip of it. Um, but it's that was pretty shitty. I mean, like, mm-hmm. I hated that last season. And, like, I don't know. I think Richie hates her, too. It's just, like, I think that she's just... I think she, I might have gotten far enough in that season. That sounds really familiar. Yeah, it was really obnoxious. So, so yeah, I, I mean, I don't, I don't love the competitions here. Actually, I think that they're not very telegenic. Yeah, if, yeah, if that word can be. Used. No, that's a really good point. So uh, that's that. That is. That's a. I think that's a big problem. I'm just putting my finger on it now because I didn't get into this show. When you first started recommending it, especially, I mean, that was with the UK version, which I will mm-hmm. get to now that I understand it. Yeah. But with the UK version, I didn't know who a lot of people were. And well, so. Well, they weren't, they weren't anybody. Well, no, the I UK mean, version even Claudia was Winkleman was hosting. And, right. Um, yeah. I just barely knew who she was. And what I mean is that when I don't know who they are, it's hard to keep track of the names or who you're rooting for. And it's a Uh lot of people. So I think it's kind of a faulty setup, even though I like it. I mean, like we used to have the show, the mole here. I don't know whether the the mole came first. I think. Well, then obviously a screaming hit, (laughs) but it was a hit when it was on at first. And it was just one person was the mole. Mm -hmm. It was actually the exact same thing. They were trying to prevent the, you know, money from being made. Yeah, yeah, a saboteur, which a is a saboteur, word I learned yeah. from Big Brother <laughs> like 10, 15 years ago. But I, yeah, I agree that they're not super telegenic. I mean, the thing is, like, I was realizing in Survivor that I really, like, prefer the endurance challenges that come towards the end when it's individuals. Like, I love watching them have to stand on the little pegs or, uh-huh. like, mm-hmm. keep the dishes balanced or whatever. Yeah, and, because like, it's filmed well and you're just watching one at a time or you're watching them all and you can just tell exactly what you're rooting for and what's happening as yeah. far as that goes. Mm-hmm. Big well, brother I really hope too. he doesn't last and then, but oh, he looks awfully steady. He's Damn shaky. It. Oh no. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I, I think that that's, and so these are, these are kind of like, they're probably, I mean, they're very tense when you're in them, but they, like they're so large scale kind of that they're mm-hmm. a little bit difficult because, because like, like the Celtic Cross one was like, it's it looks really hard when it's up close. It looks impossible when you're up close and it looks really easy when it's an aerial drone shot. Mm-hmm. So it was kind of like I couldn't really get a sense of what it felt like. Yeah. And yeah, I think that the competitions aren't they're just to me, they're kind of the the slog I have to get through to get to the part I like. Yeah, which is like I really like watching everybody in a castle not trust each other. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> I want a castle caper. I don't really care about the competition. <laughs> and I kind of yeah. wish that it was like and it could have been it could have been just like you know they could they could have competition yeah. They could have you, uh, competitions in the castle. I know I keep saying scavenger hunt and you don't like scavenger hunts as much as I do. <laughs> but I like doing them. Okay, but if you're watching the show you won't be participating. Yes, correct. So not yet, uh, not yet. <laughs> so, um, yeah, I just think that, yeah, they're too big scale. And maybe that's why I haven't, you know, I didn't warm to this show the first few times I tried it. And, and, um, and because the editing, it makes it look because like the bird one, it's just like it's them making up and then them going in and like the way it's edited, it makes it look like they find the bird immediately. And like, yeah, they're feeling very high stakes because they got to find it. But I'm like, there, I don't know, it seems really obvious and it's not. So it's just like, but I know I'm wrong about that. I don't know. It's like, I would value more if they did competitions like some of the Big Brother ones, like when they have everybody in a little booth and then they vote like individually, mm-hmm. like it's like 
how well do you know your fellow players? Mm -hmm. Okay, who has a birthday around this time or whatever? Mm -hmm. Like who who once did this? You know, like things that they might have shared about themselves or who that do you was think your is Alan most likely? Coming. Yeah, because that was definitely not Julie Chen. <laughs> yes, that was my Alan coming. But um. It, that would be more interesting like when they're more personal. I like the ones that are more personal, but not the ones that pit them against each other. Like who's most popular? Yeah. They did the spinning one on the that in that weird Ferris wheel thing last season. I don't think you saw it, but like they had to be strapped to um, uh, like a spinning wheel thing, mm -hmm. like a water wheel, like a mm -hmm. water thing. And then they had to like vote based on what they thought that person would do or whatever. And then they had to show what they did. And the spinning, I mean, like, I can't spin around in a circle without being dizzy, so I, I, it would be a nightmare for me. But I liked that competition best because it was about them getting to know each other. Mm -hmm. And it was personal. Yeah. So, anyway. Um, and then they're, after they finish that task, um, and, like, and then there, everybody has these shield boxes that they had to, that they had to collect. Mm -hmm. And whoever puts the shield box on the hay bale is the one who's entered for the shield thing. Okay, so now this left is... Yeah, this was confusing for me too, though, because you, okay, they needed to grab these shield boxes while they were trying to grab the pieces and stuff. So whoever wanted to, a shot at getting the shield had to leave the group, stop helping grab the box. Right. So that was already kind of confusing for me. It was kind of like, why would this not automatically make that person alienated? There was a scene where... Trishelle makes Kevin oh stumble like, across the river. I gotta get I gotta her. get the shield. Please let me go get the shield. Sorry, I need it more than you do. He's like, no, you don't. <laughs> Which is yeah. true. Has anyone written Trishelle's name down? They've written Kevin's name down. I don't know. I don't know why about her. She, I don't remember. But I don't know why she thinks that it's more about her. I don't think anyone. I don't think anyone's really that aware of her. <laughs> exactly. I I I'm not a fan, and I'm wondering who the hell is she so that's the only reason i know who she is but yeah um anyway maybe, maybe people love her i don't know maybe she's great at what she does i, don't, I just don't know her but right so um but i mean they, well she's, that's she's how not she's got to take the damn hat off the beret <laughs> but that's how all the shield competitions are they all the whole point of them is that they're incentivized not to because the, it will alienate them and because it's well stops i get them from that I, but i wish it was clearer ever how what what has to be done to get the shield? It's never fucking clear to me. And <laughs> yeah. and even this one, it's like you must put it on the hay bale. Why why was Kate dithering about it, and why did she decide not to? Like because why did it, she because it was Pete's it? because it was Pete's. He, the, the girls were carrying that that big piece from the catapult, and then they all they had all the shield uh, things on there. Uh -huh. And so she had pilot Pete's because he had to help with the catapult and he couldn't hold it and do the catapult. Oh, pulling. so she was having a moral qualm. Yes. She okay. was deciding and, whether or not to submit right it for thing. herself. Okay. Well, she did the right thing, except that I'm rooting against Pete. So I didn't want her to, but it doesn't matter because then, right. mm -hmm. <laughs> but then they, they had to pull the catapult with what was in their shield box, which was like a big sandbag. And then they had to get it on a target. Again, this competition, like that's so random. That's not like that's so random, but like that's just, <laughs> there's not, you can't, re it was really far away and there was no control with that catapult. It was kind of just like literally letting the chips fall where they may. It was like, you know, catapult bocce, but it wasn't like, yeah. you know, because I love the, because they also do sometimes like reality shows will do like that, like kind of paper football, like ice hockey one. And mm -hmm. I think that one's fun. You and have I, more control with that, though. That's I mean, what I mean. This one was, was like wildly un unpredictable, and 
Yeah. For a terrifying moment, I thought Sandra might get it. God, I hate her so much. <laughs> her fucking head injury. Oh my God. Whatever she was, that is. Do we know? Was, no, I, I think it might have happened in the first episode, but I don't know. But like when she was like drowning in the river, <laughs> she was like, God, she's got to come up with like <laughs> with another injury. Like it's just. She is oh. not telegenic in any way. She's got this. <laughs> I mean, she's not. She's not. I don't think that was always the case. And I'm not saying she's older. I don't know whether she's just exuding arrogance, which is what I feel like I'm getting from her. Yeah. She feels very arrogant to me. And well, uh, look that's out, not fun. I don't root for somebody like that. But look out because she's not, uh, nobody's got their eye on her. Nope. Really. Nope. Um, so yeah, Pilot Pete didn't win the random catapult bocce. And uh, yeah, and then... Uh, and then they, at one point they were all having dinner and then Parvati has to come in the room and then he said, uh, no, just one sec and closes the door so that she can't go join them. Right. Which is like, I don't know. It's crazy. Like she, she doesn't have to even listen to him. She can be like, no, I'm going to come in. <laughs> like, I don't know. But she was like, oh, wow. Okay. And then, yeah, they were at the round And it table. doesn't matter what she hears or doesn't hear as well. Yeah, that's the that's the thing. I mean, the it's show just, has there's a no lot blindsiding of weird... here. Yeah, exactly. It's not alliances. It's it's and it, I do think that that's one of the reasons why the show is interesting mm-hmm. and why sometimes I feel like it has flaws because it's like there's no real way to be good at the game. Yeah, there's yep. like and that's why you only end up rooting for the traders because they're the ones who have something to do. <laughs> they have something they can do right or wrong. That's yes. that's actually a good point. So Dan blew it hard. And now yeah. he's like, I'm never going on anything again. And I guess his fans are going to be sad about that, you know. And and uh, no, he's saying I would not do an All-Stars Big Brother, which is kind of a pity. Did he say that? Yeah. When did he say all that? In the last day. <laughs> I mean, you know. Uh, like on the internet? Yeah. Oh, okay. I don't know. But no, he told me in bed this morning. No, <laughs> I meant was it on the show and I missed it. No, no, no. Yeah, it was on the internet. <laughs> <laughs> You're sleeping with Dan and saying shitty things about him? Wow. Yeah, I mean, you haven't done that? No. <laughs> <laughs> I did think we should be, uh, we should do a, a Patreon episode about Scope Eye Guy. Because oh the God. thing is, is that. <laughs> oh my God, we should, we should. Because the thing is, is that we know who's listening to the Patreon episode, mm-hmm. so we can tell mm-hmm. secrets over there because I know it's not him. <laughs> yep. Yep. Oh, so. Yeah, that's um, a good idea. Okay, yeah. That's a good story. You tell a good story. <laughs> so then they do finally let Parvati in. Bergy is so sketchy. She's just like so. And she, and one, I, she doesn't mind making people uncomfortable, which is something I really admire about her uh-huh. because not that I think that we should go around making people uncomfortable, but like, I think I mentioned at some point that Richie found that they do, that she does like a, um, a masterclass thing on like, le- like letting other people's expectations in you. Like, I don't know how to phrase it, but like that she basically, she does like a, um, a masterclass thing that I guess is on kind of probably like game theory and how to win a game, but it's a specifically about how to let other people have expectations of you and to not feel like you have to live up to them and be be comfortable with disappointing people and be comfortable oh. with like that. So she's And it's on masterclass, literally masterclass? No, no, it's it's like a it's like a masterclass, but no, it's like it's like something that she does. Okay. I don't know. I should know what I'm talking about and I should look it up, but that's something that she that she does that she charges for or something. Well, we'll figure it out and put it in the post maybe. Yeah. Cuz it I, I don't know cuz that sounds great and it's something that I struggle with because I personally I I'm not really a people pleaser, but I do 
want I do I do have trouble with like like if there's a silence in the room I always feel like I have to fill it yeah like that kind of thing and so You're like welcome. yeah so in that moment when she just like looks at Bergie and puts him on the spot and doesn't let him get away with it she's not mm-hmm. like oh let me just oh, I don't want to ruffle feathers she looks at him and she's just like were you talking about me or talking about trying to get me out mm-hmm. and then he gets so uncomfortable because he's a doofus and then mm-hmm. he's just like <laughs> and then well, Dan's definitely on the table and she's yeah. just like and me like mm-hmm. are you saying without saying and he's mm-hmm. like I'm saying without saying yeah. <laughs> it's true it's true he it's said that so yeah. funny. and then yeah and then I mean I, don't, I love that she's just like she's starting to play in a more aggressive way because people are starting to come after her mm-hmm. and that is what you have to do at a certain point and the thing is, is that in, in all of the seasons that I've watched, they always get out the loud people in the beginning because and it makes sense because they don't have anything else to go off of. And right. to a certain extent, that's true on all reality competition shows because they because they literally when you have nothing like halfway through the game, you have personal relationships, good and bad, and that informs your opinions on whether somebody should stay or go. You also see how they perform in competitions. You see how they are. You see how many people are paying attention to them. Mm-hmm. You see who you're threatened by. You see who you, see who you see, feel safe with. And you have a lot of other stuff to go off of. They've said dickish things. They've, you know, they've told you secrets, whatever. In the beginning, if you, it's the whole, they put a target on their back thing where it's just like if they, if they're mouthing off and saying a bunch of shit. Mm-hmm. And then, then you're like, wow, well, I, they, because they have caught my attention merely mm-hmm. because of that, they are mm-hmm. one of the people I'm considering. Right. And that happens with this show too. So you do have to kind of like lo- lay low in the beginning. Dan just right. wa- laid too low. He didn't act like a peer with everybody. Right. And uh, Parvati hasn't really either, except that she's just, she's been, I think more in more conversations chatting with people. Yeah. So I love, I love that. I hope that she's like now going to like, let herself get a little bit more attention now because she is already. So she's kind of like going to, I hope point her guns at Pete. So the people vote him out. I don't think it will be as good to, although we see where it ends, but so anyway, um, and then, yeah, I I was starting to think that like, cause I knew that Dan was going to like go after one of the traders before he said it. I said that last episode cause I just, that was what I, I thought he was going to do. Mm-hmm. And for a second, I thought he was going to position towards Parvati, which I was like, mm-hmm. actually, that would be fucking smart mm-hmm. because there's a lot more to be said about her. Mm-hmm. There's a lot. People are already talking about her. Pulling Phaedra out was actually, he didn't lay the groundwork like I assumed he was going to. When I knew mm-hmm. he was going to do it, I was like, so he's got to like, he's got to tell somebody. Parvati has to say it or somebody has to like, say it to somebody who gossips mm-hmm. and then that person has to tell other people and whatever. And then they have to like get the crowd talking about it, you know? And then, and then, so the people have considered it already so that it feels like confirmation when he goes in and says what he says, because he mm-hmm. does. Well, we don't bas- know what he said when he talked to people privately. Well, they would have shown it if it was worth it. If it was yeah. relevant, they would have shown it. Yeah. And so then he does the thing where he like lists off, like he does like a, you know, guess who elimination to say like who, mm-hmm who it could be, and he brings it down to five people. He also nails in on, he also zones in on Parvati, Mm -hmm. which was fucking risky. What the fuck is that? Because Mm -hmm. if he had survived, he would have been left with one of them. Mm -hmm. Was dumb. Mm -hmm. I mean, maybe he thought Parvati would respect what he was doing, but Mm -hmm. probably not. I mean, there would have been, that would have been an uncomfortable turret. Mm-hmm. But his reasons just weren't good enough. I liked the the evidence-based stuff in the beginning, but his 
his reasons were just mm-hmm. not quite hitting. They were just not quite good enough, not quite right. Right. I agree. And I just, I had, a tr- I was watching and I was just like, oh God, you're literally just like, it's a shovel in the dirt and you're digging your own grave. There's just nothing that you're doing that's really working. And like mm-hmm. what he said about Phaedra, he could have made shit up, mm-hmm. you know, or at some point in a previous episode or whenever, when people were pointing at him, he could have said, look, everybody's saying that I haven't said any, uh, that I haven't said anything mm-hmm. to them about who I think it is. That's not true. And I don't know that they're going to want to, you know, put their hand up and say that I, that I've mentioned anything to them because they, everybody wants to get their, the spotlight off of them. Mm -hmm. So I get it, but I have been having conversations. Maybe I just haven't been having conversations with you. Mm -hmm. Yeah. That would have been, that would have been really smart. And actually, I guess chronology doesn't matter terribly here, but just in the, when um, Pete proudly preened, Pete proudly preened (laughs) about telling people of his plan Mm -hmm. at breakfast, Poverty did say, well, you told me and you told me to keep it in confidence. And I did. She's, you know, when he was like, I told three people before he said who they were. Yeah, Dan like, should have taken people. that cue too. Dan should have said, well, yeah, you told me too. Is this a secret? Like, how many people did you tell? You, you said not to say anything. Yeah, I mean, they did say that. The problem was is that nobody Dan else stepped- didn't. I think Poverty he did. did. He didn't. Oh. Well, and he should have. Oh, yeah, yeah. And then CT did. Mm-hmm. Exactly. It's- Dan was the only one who didn't. So so once once it's been exposed, once he says, yes, I told these three people, and Dan has is the only one that did not chirp up, mm-hmm. you also think, why? And yeah. there isn't a good reason not to. It's just more like this guy is in a panic and he's he's a, yeah. you know, yeah. yeah, he doesn't know where to turn. Yeah, and I mean, I just feel like it's 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 just too bad because like there were other things he could have he could have done. I don't know. He made he ended up making Phaedra look more innocent than ever, and because she was completely cool under pressure, she rebutted everything. She like and and did so calmly and without like panic and yeah. didn't get like mad back. Really, I mean, like she was just like, oh no, but like she wasn't like I don't know. And he there She's were just a, a lot of mm-hmm. yeah. I mean. There are just there are a lot of things that that he. This could is why have said. people don't admit when they're lawyers on um, Survivor. Oh my god! Like the season I just watched, where everybody at the end it comes out that three of them had been lying about what kind of lawyer where they were or whether they were a lawyer. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. And then everybody was like, "Oh, all the lawyers lied." Well, there you go. Supreme. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, but which is not a spoiler because you, you the audience knows the whole time. But um, yeah, for one thing, and also it's not the only season where that's happened. Yeah, exactly. Or something like that has happened. Yeah. So uh, I don't know. It's so he gets voted out. Was it not? It was almost. It was unanimously, wasn't it? No, it wasn't. There was one vote. His vote. Oh yeah, for some for poverty and one for poverty. I think it was only two votes elsewhere, though. Yeah, one vote for Parvati and one vote for Phaedra. But the, I would have I would have called it unanimous if it wasn't his, it, you know. But yes, I forgot somebody voted for Parvati. And it was Pete because he said, if I get if I die tonight, I want everybody to remember. That's that right. We so need he, to not, yeah. He did that as a sacrificing. So then we get to the most uh, interesting part of yes. it, which is where now the 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 remaining traitors go to the turret and they're charged with, you know, well, now you either do a murder. Mm-hmm. Or you recruit somebody. Yep. 
and they decide to recruit somebody. I wasn't sure. This is what I wanted them to do. Strategically, I really was in a in a quandary about what was smartest for them to do. Mm-hmm. Um, because would they have just been able to recruit somebody next week? I don't know. But I love that they picked Pete to mm-hmm. be a traitor because I think he's going to say yes. I think his ego is not going to let him not be a star. Yeah. And if he does that, then that shifts the whole dynamic with his little group of boring followers. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So as soon as that we but knew this that this would they were ultimately, gonna- I'm sorry, just having the thought, this would ultimately protect poverty even more, especially mm-hmm. if they immediately got him out then. Well, you're saying everything I was going to say too, because as soon as I realized that they were going to have to replace a traitor, mm-hmm. I was like, they have to pick Pete. Mm-hmm. My only fear being that he might say no, because mm-hmm. if he says no, because he's like a good boy who wants to like me be honorable, uh-huh. uh, mm-hmm. like uh, that's so stupid. It doesn't fucking mean anything. I don't know. I think that's so dumb. Like the point is to win money. Everybody's trying to be the person at the end who wins the money. Mm-hmm. So it doesn't, there's not, everybody's, everybody's there with the same understanding. So I don't know why these people have like moral dilemmas about lying to people. <laughs> it's, the, it's the game. <laughs> right. Right. So, um, so yeah, I mean, I think it's, would be ridiculous for anybody to not, it's the only insulated group you have is being a traitor. Mm-hmm. It's the only form of protection you have whatsoever. It like quadruples your chances of being it to the end because mm-hmm. you can never be murdered in the night. Mm-hmm. So, um, but I, my fear is that he won't because he wants to be a good boy and be honorable. But I, I, I don't think. But, but when he was reading it, he was like, "If they don't, if I, if I say no to this, they're just going to get me out." Which is great. I love that he was making a choice based on fear because it's not wrong, right? And because, yeah, of course, he'd get a little bit of mileage out of saying, "Yeah, the traders tried to recruit me last night," but as happened in previous seasons, people once you say that, you still put a target on your back. So they do say that people have said they tried to recruit me and I said no. Yeah. Okay. Although then prove it. Yeah, can. which they can't. So I mean, I don't know. It's like. I I really hope that he accepts it because yeah it will totally change up the game and be really interesting and because mm-hmm. the thing is hopefully what he wants to do is just be as good as he can be for whatever team he's on rather than being like oh I gotta be good whatever an angel <laughs> yeah so well said yeah. <laughs> so you nailed really, it right there you nailed it yeah 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 you know. <laughs> so i really hope that that's what happens because it would it would change shit up and yeah it would mean that there was suddenly a traitor in that little alliance and he would have a lot of power you know like people have been trusting him and whatever so i don't know yep yeah well we'll see and i can't believe we have to wait a week for i was just gonna say oh my god i hate friday nights ever since sabrina went off the air there's nothing to look forward (laughs) to on friday Friday nights I know, but ever since s- I wish went off. <laughs> but Saturday night we have paging Mr. Darcy with mm-hmm. my boyfriend Thomas, mm-hmm. also known as Will Kemp. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm really scared. I'm afraid. <laughs> I'm afraid he won't have what he had once for me. The, um, we'll see. I've only seen him in that one cameo role, and that's you know when I fell in love with him. So I've liked him in other. Uh, things i've never not liked him okay great well here's hoping i don't understand how what the love you airy what the hallmark 
the the Jane Austen themed month. Are they going to be period movies or are they going to be time travel? Like I'm just I'm well, interested. it looks like um, he's a reenactor on this one. <laughs> he's not. He's a larper. He's a- it's exciting for me. And I believe that Allison Sweeney is in one where that look, Oh, I with don't Benjamin know. Ayers, who both of them have commented on my Hallmark videos before. Who? Benjamin Ayers. Oh, I don't know who that is. I think he follows me actually. Oh, well. His his Hallmark University, he runs a like a a merch brand and that follows me. Oh, fun. Yeah. Well, um that one looks like it might be some sort of tra- time travel, actual Jane Austen, something, something, something. So I don't know. <laughs> but I mean, you know, I, I have, I mean, certainly I haven't seen any hockey sticks. I haven't yeah. seen any <laughs> soccer balls. I haven't seen any golf clubs. So I'm yeah, already character hopeful. driven, not hobby driven. You yes, know? yes, yes. Not <laughs> hobby driven. Oh, my God. That's so perfect. Can you imagine? <laughs> Maybe a little pile of beads and some string, you know, like, yeah. Well, you remember- He makes jewelry. Yeah. Oh, my God. But, you know- He shared a passion for beads. (laughs) And the bead goes on. Um, (laughs) Oh, God. The Beatles. I mean, you remember in December, I was like, I'm looking at the January movies, and it seems to be that they're all about hobbies, and that was correct. Mm -hmm. So- all right. Well, speaking of uh, hobbies, hobbies. <laughs> that brings us to the internet. You can follow us on Instagram at Nameless Best Friends. We have a TikTok, but we're not doing anything with it because I don't have the energy. But we will sometime. Sometime. And if you follow us on YouTube, we're more we're more likely to be able to do things like uh, like videos and stuff. But currently, we like can't do anything that makes any difference for there. So you could just follow us on there just to be just to be nice to help us get to the <laughs> thousand people that we need to even remotely make that profitable. Um, <laughs> but and uh, Jack, my brother, Beth's son does the theme song. That's Thalo is his band's name. And you should go listen to it because he's really, really good. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, I'm so hungry. So I'm going to go eat. Okay. All right. Well, bye. Talk to you later. Bon appetit. Bon appetit. <laughs> Gil Chesterton. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.